Hello and welcome to the last day of the Linden Pride Walks. My name is Delina P. Scales and I have the pleasure of serving as the City of Columbus Department of Neighborhoods Liaison for North and South Linden. Hi, I'm Leticia Wiggins with WOSU. I've been able to go along this journey and I'm so happy to be here with Lena right now. And Delina, what do you really want people to take away from these walks now that they've kind of listened to all these different resilience factors? Well, Leticia, I don't know if there's one big takeaway mm. or many takeaways. Yeah. One, if nothing else, understanding the resilient individuals that come out of the Linden community. Linden has seen many social stressors from a 45% poverty rate, which is much higher than Franklin County, high crime rates, low education attainment, uh, white flight, disinvestment. So this community has to be really resilient over the last couple of years. And then when you think about the One Linden plan and the changes that are getting ready to come to Linden, here's another opportunity. Um, where change could create some anxiety and some big emotions in people. So the resilience that Linda has shown over the years must continue as we create a resilient Linda community from the individual households mm -hmm. to the collective community, to the school systems, to the social service, service agencies like St. Stephen's Community House, to Linden Life Fellowship, New Salem Baptist Church. We want every facet of Linden to be resilient and remain resilient as we develop the community that we can live, work, and worship in. As people have walked, they've heard a lot of different stories. Do you mind just kind of recapping the different resilience factors and stories that we've been able to enjoy and listen to on these walks? Yes, ma'am. So we've had the honor of hearing from Stephanie Scales Kaba as she talked about uh, self-esteem and how important that is and how self-esteem is developed early in childhood. We've had the opportunity to talk to Savannah Rowell, who spoke to us about external supports, how important it is to lean into those external supports when you're going through the chronic stressors in your life. We've had the pleasure of hearing from the amazing pastor Vince Ford, who after relocating to Linden, leaned into his affiliations, those things that drive his passion. And because of that, he is doing great things in this community. We heard from Cameron Bray talking to us about safe, positive adults. And our final storyteller was Michelle Jamison, who talked to us about autonomy and having power with our residents and not power over. They were all amazing individuals. And I really hope that those stories like come through, right? That's five resilience factors that you're yes, highlighting. Yes, ma'am. You know, you hear it a saying all the time, um, our youth can't be what they cannot see. So I think that's why it's important for me to stay active in the community that I live and lived in and grew, grew up in, right? Um, so when the individuals who knew me as the little bad kid on the street see me leading a community meeting, they know that there's an opportunity for intervention that could change a youth's life. Mm -hmm. They know that. They don't know it because they read it in a book. They know it because they see me, right? I am living proof of what activating resilience can do for you. And I feel the same thing with Savannah. Um, as I met her working at, I mean, got really involved with her at St. Stephen's. Mm -hmm. um, she was an employee there and her ability to lean in to positive, safe adults was astonishing to me, right? Like, despite everything that she was going through, 
she had a made up mind that she was going to graduate from school and head to college. Like every youth in our community needs to see a Savannah. They need to hear from a Savannah. Cause A score is high, exposure to trauma high, but her determination, that's, that's what Linden Resilience looks like. That's, she's the poster child for Linden Resilience and I just applaud her. I applaud a, a Stephanie. I applaud her. You know, she has the options to live anywhere and she chooses to stay in this community and give back in the ways that we've heard during her story. You know, she's leading in her church. She's leading in her home. She's leading in her work life and she's leading in her community. We all have the potential to do that. We just have to tap in. I'm curious your thoughts on, do you think everybody needs all of those tools to get out of difficult situations? How do you hope people think about these different resilience factors as they relate to them individually? So often and not in our communities, we feel like we don't look like what, don't look like what you're going through. And maybe reaching out to help is a sign of weakness. But I think when you are able to fill your tool belt with affiliation, positive safe adults, not just safe adults, but positive safe adults, and those other resilience factors, um, you know when to pull out that hammer and you know when to pull out that screwdriver. You know, it's so funny, just as a comment, is that you didn't know this about each other, but Erica used the exact same analogy. That tool belt? the toolbox. <laughs> yes. The toolbox, tool belt. Yes. Like, and it's like one of those things where you're like, okay, yeah, like, these are things that you can take out when you need them. And I hear that on a lot of what you're saying. It's, it's definitely important because when you grow up in a community like Linden, there is generational poverty, generation, generational community violence. So you don't know that there are some tools that you can use. You just think that I'm accustomed to going through this. It may not feel like chronic stress to me, it is the norm. But when you take the opportunity to learn what chronic stressors are, how trauma impacts the body, and then you learn that what's, if it's predictable, it's preventable. Mm. Now we have some tools that can not only help you as an individual that you can implant at the dinner table and potentially pull back the layers of generational poverty, generational uh, wealth, you know, like those are those tools. Those are the small stepping stones. And, and it all starts with putting your tennis shoes on and, and taking some steps and listening to some other members of your community that look just like you, who, who work in the same community as you. They're not taking this information and going home to the suburbs. They're bringing it right back to our Linden community. And that's what I love about it. So that when we go in the spaces that, that we uh, frequent, whether it's our churches, whether it's our food pantries, whether it's our banks, whether it's our grocery stores, that we can operate with each other with a little bit more kindness. It's easy to have everything going in your world and then instantly have your lid flip, which trauma can do. Mm. Take your thinking brain offline. Now we're both meeting with this anxiety. But if you have those resilience factors in you and you understand how trauma works, you can step back and say, this is not a personal attack on me. I can look back and say, what is happening to this person? Not what's wrong with them, but what's happening to them to make their fuse short, to make them go from a zero to 100 real quick. And so that's why I think this is so important for our community, so that we can operate with each other with a little more kindness and understanding, and we can lean into each other when things like crime happens in our community. You cannot watch the news or read the Columbus Dispatch without hearing about something horrible happening in our community. 
This is a community where my grandmother lives, my grandchildren live, that I live, work, and worship. My, my church is right on the corner of Cleveland Avenue. And I know that we're all just busy going through. So these tools that we are offering in this space, I hope it is just a small seed that we can continue to nourish and it grows. So when we look back at Linden, we can say we were a part of building a resilient community. One thing I wanted to note that I just learned recently as well is that this sort of arose from a need you heard from the community. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So um, truly inspired by Girl Trek, Mm -hmm. They did a, a walking boot camp, a black history walking boot camp. And I got up every morning at nine o'clock and, and, and signed in to listen and walk. And then I would come back home and then I would host meetings in the community. And what we heard was anxiety, mm -hmm. depression, fear. That was resonating in every community that I went into. And I thought, how powerful could it be if we take that Girl Trek model hmm. and then implement it on a smaller scale, on a neighborhood focused scale in Linden and just one, identify those that we know are activating their resilience factors and then share them with the community. It's one thing to hear from an excellent speaker who's in Africa walking and talking about black history, it's another thing to know that your neighbor, your community member, the pastors in your community are going through the same things and feeling the same things. So it was, that that was it, really big emotions. And, and I think that resonated across the world, not just in Linden, but as you think about a neighborhood-based approach, how do we mitigate anxiety and depression on a smaller scale? The active Linden Walks was, was our solution. One thing that really strikes me is the way that these are all individuals that, you know, you might know in the community. Yes, ma'am. And this idea that Stephanie actually brought up in her interview is like, We're, what I look like is not what you would imagine me to have gone through. And I just am getting that from you, this vibe that, you know, even though you know these folks, we don't know all, all each other's resilience factors. And we're all so strong. And it's a really cool thing to think about these community members that you might see every day and get a little bit more into their story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, as I alluded to before, one, one saying that I hear a lot in our community is don't look like what you've gone through, mm -hmm. right? So I think we've mastered dressing trauma up. Mm. We've mastered uh, going into spaces and hearing people say, how are you? And we answer to what they wanna hear instead of what we're actually going through. It's one of the things that I love about the care space that we create. The Columbus Care Coalition has done an amazing job of creating spaces where people can be transparent and talk about what they're going through without fear of judgment or rejection. And that is much needed in this time. Whether you're a clinician, a medical professional, a pastor, or an everyday mom and dad, we need to be able to say, here are the things that I am holding this is how these things are making me feel, making me act or preventing me from acting mm -hmm. or moving. So there's no doubt in my mind, unless you are a new resident to Linden, that you haven't experienced some level of trauma, some level. Now, do our residents know how that trauma manifests in our children? And when they go to school and they're not able to concentrate or they're having behavioral issues, I think there's a huge gap in that, that knowledge. 
And that's another reason why I am thankful for this platform, because it gives an opportunity for us to look beyond the stressors, mm -hmm. the trauma, and look into solutions. Mm -hmm. If you live in the Linden community, there are some great things happening. The One Linden Plan is unwrapping. If you're interested in knowing about the 10 big ideas that are happening in your community, I encourage you to go to rlinden.com. Learn about the agencies that are working in your community and how you can plug in. It is important that we are a part of the movement and that we don't allow things to happen to us, but happen with us. And you can only do that if you have a seat at the table. So if you're interested in learning how you can be a part of developing a resilient Linden, I encourage you to visit Columbus Public Health website for the Care Coalition. I encourage you to reach out to the Celebrate One team. I encourage you to reach out to your area commissioners. If you live in North Linden, your area commission chair is John Lathram III. If you live in South Linden, your area commissioner chair is Lawrence Calloway Jr. These are great resources to find out what's going on in your community, whether it's the addition of the Linden Fresh Food Market, whether it's the development of coalitions like the Care Coalition, Active Linden, the Concerned Linden Clergy. There are great people doing great things, and I encourage you to tie in. It takes all of us to make a resilient community. I'm curious, like the beauty that you see in Linden as somebody who is of Linden and the potential you see to kind of leave on that note of beauty, potential and hoping people walk outside their homes and see it outside and also in themselves. Linden is an amazing community of resilience. I've been in Linden since I was three years old. Wow. I've attended elementary school here middle school, high school, um, have deep roots in this community. And it is a connected community, a field with people who care. So as I see our community shift, I see opportunities, many opportunities for those residents who have been here and want to reside here to stay and plug in as well as welcoming the new Linden residents who see the potential that our community has. There was one point in time where strangers didn't come to our community. Hmm. If you were not from here, you didn't come here. And let's talk about that history real quick too. You see the 70s, it's something different than it was in the 80s. Sure, as a little girl, I can remember Linden hustling and bustling with uh, many businesses. Uh, we did everything on Cleveland Avenue. Um, our doctor's office was on Cleveland Avenue. We went to the laundromat on Cleveland Avenue. I went to church along Cleveland Avenue. My hairdresser was on Cleveland Avenue. And my favorite spot to eat, Arthur Treacher's, was on Cleveland <laughs> Avenue. And then you watched the disinvestment. You watched those businesses leave. You watched some of the wealthy African-Americans leave to the suburbs, which left the shell of a community with so much potential. And that's what I see. I see a community filled with potential. So as you're out walking, notice the new sidewalks. Notice the new traffic lights. Notice the buildings going up. 
and know without a shadow of a doubt, Linden is on the rise. The resilience that we have shown is gonna manifest into a community that we can be once, once again be proud of. Again, I would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the storytellers from your community. And we would like to close this series out with a poem by Pastor Vince Ford. All right, so this poem is called No Identity. No Identity. Hello. I'm 34. I'm black. And I got freckles. And I have no identity. I have a name and family and a few friends to me but I have no identity. I knew my grandfather, but he never talked about his father to his son. So in turn, my father didn't really talk about his father to his son. I have no identity. So you know what people do when they have no identity? They make up stories. They pull a story longer than the range of Robert Ory game seven. I do this type of energy, still trying to figure out the enemy. Now, don't get it twisted. I spend time with my grandfather and I have a great relationship with my dad. Literally, I'm glad, but growing up, what happened in the past was kind of sad, so we ain't talk about it. I find out personality traits passed down in passing. Truth be told, folks look at me crazy because I'm asking. Listen, I'm tired of going to the doctor and not knowing my medical history. We don't talk, and for that reason, I don't have an identity.